What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of God Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny, and this is episode number 447. And as you fine folks know, God Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And um, frankly speaking, we kind of fucked up protocol this time. We, we really dropped the ball because, well, there is no booze, and... Um, <laughs> We didn't really have any news this week, and I, I really apologize, but don't worry, I'm going to make it up to you, because uh, I got something better. I got something a little bit better for you guys. I've got Tom Green in the house. Tom Green, the legend, the king of underground comedy. In in my book, the god of underground comedy is on Gafeta Japan, and we are so very honored to have him here, and uh, this episode is spectacular. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. We talk about um, what's happening in uh, comedy right now, and what he's doing in comedy, and um, about him and his stand-up, and it's fantastic. And um, for anybody and everybody who is living in Asia, you better get yourself down to uh, the comedy shop and uh, go check him out. He's going to be coming. He's going to be coming to Asia. And if you're, if you're breathing air, just like us, if you're above ground, if you're walking around amongst us, you better get your ass down to the comedy shops and you better see him because his stand-up is spectacular. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. He's got a little bit of it uh, up there and it is really great. His, his crowd work is hilarious. His stories are fantastic. It is an experience. It's not just a show, it's an experience. And I highly recommend for each and every one of you guys to check on his show. Hands down, I will be there. I wish he was going to be in Tokyo a little bit longer. He's actually going to be here for two days. But if he had two or three shows, I would go to all those shows. Every single show, I would be there. Not in the front row. Not in the front row, as you'll hear at the end of the show. I will definitely not be in the front row. I'll be sitting at the bar. I'll be sipping on my beer with a grin in my hand. It's going to be fantastic. And um, if you're living in Japan, I don't care where you are in Japan. If you're in Hokkaido, if you're in Osaka, if you're in Musashi Kosugi, if you're in Takamatsu, you better get your ass down to Good Heavens Bar. It's more, it's not really a bar, it's more of a venue, I guess. They say Good Heavens Bar. If you Google it, it says Good Heavens Bar, but it's more of a venue space. It's, it's big. It's big. It's got an amazing amount of drinks. Their bartenders are fantastic. But Google Good Heavens and Shimokitazawa because on April 15th, Tom Green will be there. And you better bet your ass that I'm going to be there too. Definitely come down to see Tom Green's show. And um, please enjoy this interview. Thank you very much and support us on Patreon. Okay, cool. So it looks like we're recording and we're all good on my end. Um, are you guys recording on your end at all? No. Okay, no problem. Uh, sometimes people want to do a swap cast, so I was just asking. Uh, okay, no, I don't even know what that is. Oh, a swap cast is when two podcasters do an interview or well, one podcaster talks to another podcaster and they use the same material and um, basically they just upload it on both of their podcasts. Swap cast. Wow, that's cool. I, I learned something today. Um, so what, what are we going to talk for like 10, 15 minutes or something? How long is the interview? Um, it's about as long as you want. I mean, if, if you got 15 minutes, 15 minutes should be fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's just like... Uh... You know, I find sometimes if I go on longer than that, it sort of like gets a little redundant, you know? Uh, no, I've already heard a couple of your podcasts and stuff. And um, yeah, I want to do something completely different. So yeah. 
I mean, in most of your podcasts, you talk about uh, your your past, your history, what you've done up to now. I, I kind of want to like turn the tables, and I want to talk about what you're doing now and your future, and talk about comedy in general. I think that'd be more interesting and kind of cool for our um, Asian audience. I love that. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Um, so no, don't, forgive me if I if I don't have an answer for you though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way when I get interviewed, so it's all good. Yeah, you know, I, I wish I knew what I was doing with my future oh, and and my present. <laughs> but let's let's try let's try to figure it out together. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I'm just gonna go from here. I'm not gonna do an introduction or anything. I'll take care of that in post. Um, so Tom, recently you're on the broadcast episode number 320, which is basically a hundred off from uh, 420. I guess you just missed that, huh? And um, I got to say, dude, the broadcast was absolutely spectacular. I mean, what you guys discussed in the past was really detailed and really interesting. And that's why I don't want to talk about anything about the, uh, what you did in your past, because it's all there. And um, I, I really first want to talk to you about Brooke Crusher, man. Um, have you done comedy with Brooke Crusher? Uh, you know, I, uh, I see him uh, around the comedy store and, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of his. So uh, that was the first time I've ever actually um, done a done his podcast. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool that you heard that. I had a lot of fun on uh, on his show. It was awesome. Oh yeah, he was on our show when he came to Asia a couple of years ago. And I gotta say, dude, that guy is one hundred and ten percent genuine. That guy, what you see is what you get. He's great. He's nice. He's friendly. He loves to drink, and uh, he's like a big teddy bear. You know, he takes off his shirt and he gives you a hug, and he orders beers. He's great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? Um, he's he's definitely an incredible, uh, incredible talent, an amazing podcaster, amazing comedian, hilarious guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he was drunk when we did the podcast. No, I don't know if he was actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were too. Oh, hey, I man. like to drink too. You know, I, I I've been known to have a few myself. Uh, well, you're talking to the right guy. I mean, the, the name of the podcast is Got Faded Japan, and uh, all we're about is uh, two dudes, booze, Japan in the news. is kind of our tagline, and um, yeah, booze definitely plays a part. Not so much today, because it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and if I started drinking at 11 right now, I'd be mm, dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming over there and drinking some sake Mm -hmm. and uh and uh and and hanging out with you you're in tokyo are you uh yeah i'm in tokyo actually you're gonna be performing at uh i think it's good heavens on april 15th i'm like yeah four stations away from you so i'm definitely gonna be there my crew's gonna be showing up and stuff and hopefully with this podcast i mean the place is gonna be packed to the gills you know yeah so you got a lot of people that listen to your podcast in tokyo um, all around the world, actually. Um, we're pretty okay. big in Scandinavia, Australia, Russia, of course, America, Canada, England. Um, yeah, I, I think we got one listener in North Korea. I'm not sure who it yeah. is, though. <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong-un, probably. Maybe him, maybe his sister. I don't know. But uh, hopefully they, they support us. I mean, we got a Patreon, so. <laughs> Why are you in Tokyo? Why am I in Tokyo? Oh, God, that's the million-dollar question with a 50-cent answer. Um, let's see. I've, I've been in Tokyo for 16 years. I came here right after the dot-com bust. Um, it all comes down to a death, a breakup, and uh, I guess friendship, I guess. I, long story short, that's it. Cool. Well, good. 
I'm excited to do this tour because I've never done an Asian tour before, and I'm going to be performing for, I'm assuming, audiences full of expats and people from England and, and Canada and the United States and Australia and mostly English-speaking audience, right, will be coming to my show? Or am mm -hmm. I wrong? Is it going to be uh, uh, an audience filled with Japanese people that don't understand what I'm saying? Because that would be funny, too, actually. I probably would prefer that, to be honest with you. It, you know what? You're going to get a handful of everybody, to be honest. And there's going to be people from okay. all over the world there. You're going to get people from Sweden. You're going to get people from Iran, from Hong Kong, Singapore, of course, all the other Western countries, America and Canada. But people that's, they're, they're going to be people that speak English, right? Because my show's in English. Yeah, mostly everybody's going to be in English. Yeah. Well, at least that's in Japan. Be good. It'd be weird if I had to speak Swedish, uh, uh, Arabic. And English and Japanese all in one show. Well, I mean, if you could do Braille, you'd be best. Yeah, no, that's going to be good. I'm excited about it, though. I've been to Tokyo before, though. I have. I've been to Tokyo, but I've not been to the other countries on this tour. I'm going to Singapore. I'm going to Philippines. I'm going to uh, Manila, uh, Philippines. I'm going to uh, Saigon, Vietnam. I'm going to um, uh, I'm going to Shanghai and Hong Kong. So. It's uh, very exciting. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Asia and performing in Asia uh, for the first time. So that'll be cool. But I did go to Tokyo before. Mm -hmm. I shot a, a special for MTV called the Subway Monkey Hour in Tokyo, which was a lot of fun, where we went around and pulled pranks on people on the streets of, of Tokyo and Kyoto mm -hmm. and Nagano. So I love Japan. It's uh, it, and I'm very excited to be coming back. I haven't been back to Japan in 15 years, and uh, I'm very, very thrilled just to be coming back to Japan and uh, being able to uh, do comedy there is just the uh, the cherry on top. That's awesome. Yeah, and regarding the icing your... on the cake. <laughs> icing on the cake. Awesome. Yeah, regarding your yeah. schedule, you're hitting up eight cities in Asia in 12 days. You're, you're setting some yeah. kind of a record here. I mean, that's pretty, that, that's wild. Uh, why, why so many cities in such a little bit of time? You know, I really should probably talk to my manager. I, 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 I'm not really sure why they did that. Um, it sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> no, it sounds like a great idea, man. Just don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is, uh, I, uh, I, I, um, you know, I'd like to see more of every city. I really would. Um, but I guess it's just the way that these tours go is kind of uh, they compact it all together and do a quick, uh, you know, a quick uh, trip through. But I, I'll, I, I do get a day off in uh, pretty much every city. I get a day off. So it'll give me an opportunity to walk around and explore cities that I haven't been to before. And I know I won't get to see everything, but it'll give me a good perspective and I'll get to come back and visit another time when I take a break. That's cool. Well, you still skate, right? I do, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Tokyo's an amazing city to skate in. I mean, there's quite a few skate parks, like, uh, peppered all over the city. So, I mean, you might as well just bring your board and just, like, hit up, like, Harajuku, Shibuya, go to Komazawa Park, hit up the half pipes there and stuff. I mean, and then after that, hit up the bars in, like, Nakameguro, Koenji, Shimokitazawa and stuff. That sounds good. If I can, I'll try to remember that. Okay, well, if you have any problems, just talk to me. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can say that, but I, I will try to remember that. Listen, uh, I mean, I uh, I don't know if I'll do any skateboarding over there. I tend to, um, you know, be a little cautious, you know, when I'm uh, touring. I sometimes bring my board on tour just to explore cities and stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, but 
you know, I uh, I don't know if I'll sorry my phone's ringing. I don't know if I'll be able to do that this time around. Okay, that's cool. Um, I don't really skate half pipes, anyways. I only skate street. So if I went over to Tokyo and skated a half pipe, I'd probably break my leg and the tour would be over. Oh man, uh, yeah, we don't want that. Um, uh, talking about stand up again. Uh, so you started off doing stand up when you when you're very young, and then you moved to your show, and then you hit up the movies. And now you're doing stand-up again. Was it hard to get back into stand-up? Or with all your experience, was it easier? It was actually really easy, yeah. It was really, really easy. I went and I got up on stage and uh, basically had an amazing show. And uh, it was about 10 years ago. And uh, sort of instantly, my first thought was, geez, I wish I had done that, you know, sooner. You know, I mean, I took, I, you know, I... I guess basically I took 10 years off. You know, I did stand up when I was a teenager till I was about 20. And then I, I didn't really do stand up regularly in comedy clubs. I was writing my show and, you know, uh, making films and, but you know, there, there was so much stand up within my show, you know, like so much of the tools that you need for stand up were with in making a TV show. I mean, we're writing jokes and, getting up in front of an audience every night and things like that. So, but, uh, you know, getting back and do, into it about, you know, 10 years ago was, was amazing. I'm so glad I did. I've got such great fans all over the world and, uh, it's sort of given me an opportunity to travel around and, and hang with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, my, 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 you know, my show was like, uh, you know, very kind of a unique, uh, thing at the time when it came out. And I think it really resonated with people in a way that's different than, most television shows. I mean, it really kind of connected with people deeply at that time because, you know, they were people that were a certain age at that time, at that time where the media hadn't really, wasn't really doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It really sort of really kind of did affect people in a way where here, you know, 20 years later after the Tom Green show, you know, debuted on MTV, you know, I still have people that can quote every line from the show and really remember it in a really sort of meaningful way. So, so doing stand up is not just like something that I love to do just for the art of doing stand up, but I also just love that it sort of affords me the ability to travel around and, and, and get to just sort of meet everybody, you know? Yeah, totally. How how different is the comedy scene from city to city or country to country? I mean, you, you did stand up in Israel, Amsterdam, all over the States, Canada. Is it quite similar? Or is it really different? Um, well, basically once you get out of New York or Los Angeles or cities that are kind of known for being comedy, you know, hotbeds like a San Francisco or, you know, even, even cities like Toronto or, you know, there's, there's major cities, right. In the mm-hmm. world that have a big stand up scene and lots of comedians and people doing spots and, and that's sort of. There's sort of a culture to it that I think is pretty consistent. Um, and then, you know, when you get out of those markets and get into normal cities that are, you know, it's it's there's it not really, you know, it's it's just there's just fewer comics. Right. But I mean, it's you know, I, I think the similarities are always the thing that surprised me more than the differences when traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're all on the Internet now. I mean, yeah. You're in Tokyo. I'm in my kitchen in Los Angeles. We're talking to a little box in our hand. Uh, we both, you know, we're talking about Bert Kreischer's podcast that I did two months ago. You've heard it. I heard it because I did it. 
You know, we're all totally connected. Nobody really is, you know, amazed by anything anymore when they go visit another country. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, oh, what, what's going to be like the most outrageous thing that, you know, you would see when you travel to a city you've never been before? Like, oh, the cars are driving on the other side of the road, you know? Yeah. You still got four wheels. You know, there's still traffic lights. You can still go to a Starbucks. You can still go grab, you know, sushi in any city in the world. You can grab Starbucks in any city in the world. I mean, it's it's sort of, you know, I, 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 it's sort of a depressing answer to be honest with you. Like, I, I apologize no, for no. depressing you and and your listeners. But <laughs> you can't depress I'd me. I say sir. that the biggest difference, you know, when you go to different cities, when the stand up scene is that there's there's virtually no difference at all. You know, everybody is basically doing the same fucking thing. And uh, it's fine. You know, we're human beings, right? We, mm-hmm. we, we wear pants. We all wear socks, mostly. Some people don't wear socks, but most people wear socks. Um, we walk around. We wear hats. You know, people wear ties. In every, in every country in the world, people wear ties. You know, men wear ties. You know, they decide, oh, I'm going to tie a little piece of cloth around my neck and let it hang there because that's what we do as men, right? Every damn culture in the whole world we put on these suits these nicely tailored suits and we walk around in them i mean you know there's nowhere like you're not going to go to one city in the world where everybody's like wrapped in tinfoil and just walking around wrapped in tinfoil you know like i'd like to go somewhere where people are just walking around entirely wrapped in tinfoil and acting like it's completely normal but there's nothing like that it's just we're just all robotic you know programmed brainwashed blobs of water well andy warhol was kind of close to the tinfoil thing and well, nobody's really done comedy in north I've korea so <laughs> i've wrapped tinfoil around my head a few times too but you know I, I don't do it regularly you know that's okay that's okay um well um well i will tell you one thing though sorry when for you- bringing the mood down <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's four o'clock in the morning here. It's all good. Um, well, Look, don't when, get me wrong. I'm sure the sushi is going to be way, way better in Tokyo than it is in Studio City, California. But depending I'll tell on where you, you go, one thing, it's pretty damn good on Ventura Boulevard too. Well, I'm sure. I don't know. Like if you're if you're Japanese and you're listening to this, you come over to Los Angeles. You know, check out Sushi Nozawa. Right? I mean, you're gonna like you're gonna love that. Yeah, you know, sure. it's probably it's probably just as good. But I'm sure, like, when you do do comedy in different countries and stuff... I mean, it's raw cr- fish, right? How do you screw that up, really? You know, I, you know, how can you fuck it. up a cup of coffee? Same thing. But yeah. the, th- the thing is, when you do go to other countries, the crowd work is completely different, right? Um, like, like Tokyo's got to be kind of like Las Vegas. You go to Las Vegas, and everybody is from a different part of the world. When you come to Tokyo or Bangkok or Hong Kong, everybody there is going to be an expat from anywhere, you know? Yeah, sure. That's true. There are, there are variables like that. You know, you perform in Times Square. Uh, you know, you have a lot of tourists. Uh, even the comedy store in Los Angeles, you have a lot of tourists. But... You know, I mean, you know, yeah, I, 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 I can say that with confidence that, that we'll be slightly different performing in Tokyo than, say, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be a little it'll be a little bit different uh, when you go to a city where everybody is, you know, uh, local. Right. You do have the ability to kind of harness the energy of that local crowd. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still have that in Tokyo. I mean, everybody who comes to the show, I'm presuming, will be living in Tokyo, right? So we'll be bonding over the fact that, you know, the audience lives in Tokyo and I don't. So we can kind of talk about that and I can talk about how, you know, excited I am to be in Tokyo and I'll talk to people about Tokyo. You know, I, I mean, you know, it's it, it, crowd work is always different. It, it, you just, it's just different every time. You never know what it's. I, I do a lot of crowd work. I love I love I love just speaking off the cuff to the audience because it's uh, it's exciting because you don't know where things are going to go. But. You know, that's that's the consistency of that. Right. You, you, the fact that you never know what's going to happen is the consistent thing about crowd work. Right. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I know what you're saying there about Vegas. If Tokyo's kind of like a Vegas crowd, then, you know, that's cool. I've done I did a lot of stand up comedy in Vegas. I did shows in Vegas last year and um, and, uh, you know, uh, for every week for about a year I was in Vegas and. I know, I know. It's it's it, it is it is a different animal when you have people from all over the world in one audience. But it's still it's actually kind of more fun actually, because you get to talk to everybody about where they're from and kind of pick apart some of that experience and uh, see where it takes you. That's cool. Um, where do you come up with your material? Like, do you have like some kind of a process? Do you write every day? Do you check out newspapers? Do you write from your life and your experiences? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I always take notes, so I don't really sit like I do sit down to write. But usually when I sit down to write, I'm going through my notes that I already took as I was just walking around living life and talking with my friends and, and laughing with people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, usually when something funny kind of pops into my head or when I say something that makes people laugh, I'll just jot it down in a, as a note in my in my phone. And then, uh, you know, whenever I sit down to write, I basically, the first thing I do is I pick up my phone and I go through all my notes and, you know, cause I, I just find it's kind of hard to write in a vacuum where mm-hmm. you just sit down in an empty room at a desk by yourself and, and start writing. Uh, yeah, I, I do do that sometimes, but I feel like so much comedy comes from trying to make people laugh. So it's always easier for me when I I'm talking to somebody and, uh, you know, brainstorming with someone. I also spend a lot of time with my friends and colleagues who are writers and producers and uh, and we do sit around and, and 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 write and brainstorm on things that we think are absurd and ridiculous about the world we're living in or about my <laughs> yeah. life personally you know i mean i've got a lot of you know personal things about my life that i like to pick fun of pick fun at um so you know it's just it's just sort of just whatever kind of uh, but yeah it's it's definitely a process you know i definitely uh, I definitely um, don't just get up on stage and wing it. You know, I, I, I have a certain part of my show where I do that. The trick with stand-up is to make it look like you're just getting up on stage and winging it. But you really want to have something that's meaningful to say. And uh, I think that's a big part of why I, I do do stand-up is I, I do feel like I want to kind of communicate ideas with people and, and possibly make people think about the world a little differently. You know, a lot of people... They're so caught up in their lives, you know, with their jobs and their families that they don't have time to really sit around and, you know, analyze every minute detail of the world that we're living in. Whereas, you know, that's my job, right? As a comedian, that's what I actually am supposed to do. So I have to make time to sit around and microanalyze every little mundane or important detail about the world we're living in. 
and then hopefully come up with something insightful that's going to make people laugh and uh, and have a good time while while we're thinking about stuff. So, hmm. but you know, it's 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 exciting. You know, I don't like to try to. You know, it's an exciting thing to do, you know, to, to do stand-up because you're, you're having a good time, but mm-hmm. you also do feel like you are maybe potentially, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't say that, like, I don't say this without, like, knowing how ridiculous it sounds, but I do honestly believe that comedy can, can actually change things, you know? Like, it could actually resonate with people in a way where maybe they change the, the way they behave for the better, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's important to me. And that's kind of a motivating factor for me when I, when I do stand up. Mm, you know, awesome. I mean, I, even if it's something as simple as making someone in the audience, like not be on their phone as much, you know, like it's, it's, it, it might not change the world, but you know, honestly, like it actually could, I think we are turning into like a, a whole sort of, uh, you know, a whole humanity is turning into these robots that are like pro i was just on big brother right i was just on the show big brother mm-hmm. so you know I, I mean i just spent like a month living in a house with cameras on me and and and, and honestly like it was weird but it, it probably would have been weirder doing that show 10 years ago or 15 years ago because right now like it, we're basically already all on camera all day anyways you know mm-hmm. every you know you go out for you know, uh, you go out at night and, uh, by the, before you get home, you know, your girlfriend has seen a picture of you on Instagram and she's not happy about it. Right. You know, it's like, you know, it's like everybody is, you know, you know, everybody is being watched constantly, you know, you oh, know yeah. it's like, you know, it's like you, you, you can't, you can't get away with anything anymore. You know, no, you can. I mean, that's so basically it's, the it's premise like we're of the show. all being completely, completely tracked. So. You know, I just think that if everybody started to realize that all at once and people realized how sort of scary that is and we all put our phones down or maybe even stop using them entirely, like that would actually change the world for the better. I don't think it's be bad for my to podcast. do that, but I, I think that maybe if a few people did that, you know, that, that would be maybe helpful for them in their own life. I know that I don't use my phone as much as I, as I would if I wasn't thinking about that. I make a point to like set my phone in the other room and leave it there for hours at a time while everybody around me is sitting there plucking away on it like a friggin, you know, you know, you know, so it's, like it's just, robot, it's just, yeah. A, yeah, like a robot. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we should have like an Amish day or something like every Thursday is like an Amish day, you know, where you just avoid the yeah. phones and uh, turn yeah. off TV and just go in the park, ride a bike or something like that. I mean, here in Tokyo, I mean, geez, <laughs> when it comes to technology is pretty much everywhere here and CCTV is just abundant yeah. here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, our show, we cover a lot of crime stories in every I'm saying, single get rid of show. All that. Hmm? Just telling everyone in Tokyo, just get rid of all of that. <laughs> Unplug just for a day. Um, going back to your comedy, do you ever limit oh, permanently? Your... <laughs> permanently. Permanently, you have to go to Hokkaido. Let's do no more electricity in Tokyo. No. Let's try that. <laughs> I I would love to see it. Um, no more electricity. Let's just do it all with you know whale blubber lamps. You know, plenty of that over there. So. Yeah, and uh, it'll be good. Do you limit yourself when you do stand up? Do you ever like say maybe this joke's a little too much, or maybe I shouldn't say this, or any topics that you don't cover? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't cover everything that I'm not talking about. So, I mean, there's there's an infinite number of topics in the world. That's what's fun about doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. There's an infinite number of topics. So there's no way I can uh, talk about everything. So, yeah, for sure, there's got to be something I'm not talking about. Okay. You've been a pioneer. Like, in- I don't have any bits about parameciums. I wouldn't cover that either. Or, uh, or uh, single-celled organisms, even. Parasites, I don't have anything yeah. about that. Um <laughs> But, I mean, if you're talking, like, general themes, like racism. No, I mean, I, I talk about racism, you know. I don't like to make racial humor, but I like to attack the idea of racism as being a disgusting thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, you know, like, uh, but, you know, I, I stay away from, like, hot-button subjects a little bit, you know, because I, I find it's sort of been over overdone, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. everybody's talking. There are, there are, like, ten subjects or or maybe five subjects that every stand-up comedian in the world is talking about, including myself. So it's like, you know, do I want to, I, I like to limit the amount of time I spend talking about certain things, you know. I like to think more out of the box than. Well, I mean, your, your work that you're doing. There's right always now. a problem because if you get too far out of the box, no one in the, under, in the audience understands what you're talking about. But if, if so, but, it, you know. There, there are just certain things that, you know, an audience is going to listen to more. If you talk about sex, right, everybody in the audience is going to want to talk, hear you talk about relationships and sex because everyone's in a relationship and everybody has sex, right? So they can relate to that. Well, not everybody. Talk about but... celebrities. Everybody all of a sudden, you know, if you start talking about certain celebrities, it's easier to get a laugh when you're talking about, you know, uh, Donald Trump, right? Everybody's talking about Donald Trump because everybody's got an opinion about Donald Trump, so. You talk about Donald Trump, people are going to listen more and then you're going to get, you know, people's attention more. It might be polarizing, but like at least you're going to get people's attention, you know. Mm. So like I, try, I do try to stay away from some of those kinds of typical subjects. OK, that's cool. Um, but that's cool, man. Listen, I, I appreciate you talking to me for uh, for about this. You know, I, I mean, let, let's uh, tell me what the most important thing you need to know is that we haven't covered because uh, I'm excited to come over to Tokyo and hang out with you. Um, yeah, dude, we're all looking forward for you coming here in uh, Tokyo. And, uh, first of all, I, I, I also would like to point out the fact that I have noticed a distinct sort of skater bro kind of thing coming out of your Tokyo-ness. Like, are you from San Diego or something, dude? Um, no, I grew up, no, I grew up in Detroit, and then I lived in San Francisco for a bit, and I've been in Tokyo yeah, for about... I have sent some California in there, bro. <laughs> Right, I didn't You're see the word bro at all, Tokyo, man. I'm trying huh? to keep it professional, but You're um, throwing it out over there in Tokyo. <laughs> you've never seen my Instagram, have you? Um, Half pipes and skate parks, and yeah, dude. No, no, no. We're more about booze <laughs> than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you about, man, if you want booze, you're coming to the right place, man. Sake, yeah. shochu, all that stuff, we'll hook you up. I'll take you to the the Satanist bar. Yeah, forget all that robot stuff if you're not into it. The Satanist bar, now that's the bar you want to go to. My God, that sounds amazing. I love that. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll, maybe we'll check it out for a second. Well, you're going to be in the right neighborhood. Shimoki Dazawa's got a lot of great bars. Um, Cool, Tom. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no. Thank you, thank you. I I do too. I uh, I'm, I'm I'll meet you when I'm over there, right? I'm gonna meet you. Uh, definitely, I'll be in the front row. Oh, okay, great, great. Actually, don't sit in the front row. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I don't friend... like when there's people in the front row that I've talked to for over half an hour in my life. 
All right, gotcha. All right, man. Because then I'll go, hey, what's your name? Where you're from? And you'll be like, bro, dude, I'm the skater from San Francisco that you did the podcast with. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> skateboard. But I drink. Um, yeah, yeah, all right. I'll be at the bar. Yeah, just be like kind of like mid midway back or at the bar at the side or something. We'll talk after. All right, I'll tell you what. If you can point me out, I'll buy you a drink. Okay, if I can do that, uh, I, that would be impressive. You know what? I have a feeling I probably will be able to do it, right? No, I don't know. You'll be the guy with, like, the Vans on. You'll be wearing Vans. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll have a few too many tattoos. Um, and uh, you'll be wearing, like, uh, you know, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have, like, a, you know, uh, a, a bone through your nose or something like that. Like a, like a, like a, like a pierced I'm ears. A short, you'll have those hoop earrings in your ears. <laughs> earrings. Uh, yeah, I wish, I wish I was that cool and young. Oh man. I tell you what, if I, if I was that guy, I'll buy you a keg of beer. Oh man. Okay. At least like a couple awesome. of bottles of sake. All right, man. All right. Sweet. Tom, thank you very much. We're looking forward to seeing you here. You're going to be here at the Good Heavens Bar on April 15th. And then, actually, do you want to like? Uh, do you want me to plug your lineup right now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. For all our other international listeners, which we have a shit ton of, by the way, thank you very much for listening. Okay, thank Tom. you, everybody in the world. Awesome. Tom Green's going to be in Singapore April 12th. Uh, Manila April 13th. Tokyo April 15th. Ho Chi Minh 17th. Shanghai 19th. Bangkok on the 20th. Fuck it. Uh, uh, puck it. I can never say that one right. On the 22nd. And Hong Kong on the 24th. And after that, hopefully he does come back to Tokyo. And uh, I'll see him at the bar. Not the skate park. Yeah. All right, bro. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. All right. We'll All see right, you soon. Shit. Thank you. Thank you, man. Awesome. All right. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you can get more out of your got faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free. But with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page and donate If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost Tom pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Tom pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost Tom pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. 
That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, Got Fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So, if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So, come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T H E S P I L T I N K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Cow, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.